Welcome to another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm Sesed, your host, and today is, uh, well, it's all about how terrible everything is for Mexico's men's national team. El Tri lost to the U.S. Uh, recently, they played poorly against Panama. Coca is fired, and there's still a Gold Cup that's about to begin. So join me, like usual, to talk about that and more is Lizzie. Lizzie, how are you doing today? Are you, are you still feeling optimistic you've been all about optimism i am uh, like weirdly more than usual okay oh okay okay i don't think everything is terrible i think everything is great today i mean not for goka but for everybody else (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you know that's that's really impressive that l3 hasn't hasn't broken you down i feel like i used to be a very optimistic person about l3 and everything and I've been broken down. I've, I I feel pretty pumped out. So I'm 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 glad. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in more ways than one. I'm I'm broken, but I'm glad to hear that that you're still doing all right though. I'm trying to. Um, I you know obviously that game against the United States, which I'm sure we'll dive into, was concerning. It wasn't great. It definitely broke me a little. But I think okay, what has come from that game has given me all the hope that I needed to come back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's, well, well since we're talking about it already, let's, let's, let's okay. dive straight into it. Let's start with what happened with Mexico last week. It's a little bit of a recap here. L3 lost three, nothing to the U S in the nation's league semis. They embarrassed themselves in the field. Coca embarrassed himself as a manager. The fans embarrassed themselves at the stadium. And then that led to a very dull, bad actually, one nothing one over Panama in the third place game, and that led to Coca's eventual firing. Lizzie, a lot, a lot happened um, last week. Although that firing was technically on Monday, but Lizzie, your 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 thoughts on last week? I think that game against the United States was necessary. Obviously, it gave oh, okay. way to several things. I. I won't commend everything that happened outside of the actual play. Those, the physical altercations are unexcusable. The fans chanting, using slur words, unexcusable. Even Coca's presence didn't help when a manager, above all, mm-hmm. should keep a cool, calm, and collected reign, I would say. And that's why they're there. It's, I always say being a national team coach is 30% tactics, 75% vibes. And I say this (laughs) just because there's so many other components to being a national team coach as opposed to club. Like you only have these players for a limited amount of time. So what you impose on them is way beyond just your system. But anyway, um, it was embarrassing for Mexico more so than actually losing on the field. It was embarrassing to turn into I, want, I don't even want to say Honduras because I would feel bad comparing ourselves right. but the most CONCACAF way. So losing in that manner was embarrassing, inexcusable. And, and Juan Carlos Rodriguez um, said it himself, the um, yeah. Mexican Football Federation president or commissioner of Mexican um, Football Federation, said it wasn't so much about losing, but the way in which we lost and what happened afterwards. And I completely agree with him. I I don't necessarily think a 2-0 defeat would have led to Coca's departure. But 
the way in which it happened, turning physical, frustrations erupting. I do so think that was coming from the Tata Martino reign. I think players yeah. were just frustrated on all fronts with the Mexican national team and for Coca because I, I don't think half of that was due to him. Artiaga speaking out about um, Tata Martino's reign and frustrations under that head coach. Johan Vasquez speaking about the instability of a, of a player in the Mexican national team. Yeah. All that comes from um, Tata Martino. And it kind of flooded into the Diego Coca era because things were not done correctly, in my opinion. So if a 3-0 embarrassing and unexcusable defeat against the United States led to an eventual firing and restructure, I'm okay with it. Not yeah. what happened off the field, of course. Right. The side effects. No, 100% agree. And it seems like what's important to recognize is like you mentioned a little bit there about Tata. You know, there was a lot of things that led to this moment. And I think it goes, obviously goes beyond Tata as well, because what you've been seeing with the Mexican structure, not just the national team, not just the, you know, the men's national team, but like, the entire FMF structure, there has been a number of changes. I've, I've tweeted out, I put it in, in, in different articles. Within the last 11 months, because of the issues that the men's national team has been having, because of the issues that we've seen with the youth national team, that with, mm -hmm. with the women's national team, which still, I think we could still recognize that the women's game is at least still improving, but on the national mm -hmm. team, there's still stuff that needs to be fixed there. But because of all those issues, it's there's an incredibly long list of changes that have been made at the FMF. Even... Coca himself, you know, he was a new hire in February, but then most recently he's had new bosses as, as well. Yeah. Who were the ones who eventually led to, uh, uh, who eventually uh, fired him. So I think when you're a player and you're seeing this happen behind the scenes, you're probably not going to feel really confident about the long-term strategy for L3. You're probably not going to feel, you know, really hopeful for what's happening. So it, it doesn't surprise me that it impacts what's happening on the field. And then you're seeing in the stands. And once again, you can, I, I think what, what, what it's becoming like disgusting at this point, to be honest, like it's really frustrating for me to watch this. And it's embarrassing for me as a Mexico fan to see what's happening when fans, you know, take part in the homophobic chant and it frustrates me and it bothers me. I think at the same time though, fans are, are, are justified in their anger. The way that they're going about their anger is a hundred percent wrong yeah. and it's terrible and awful. But fans do have a right to be angry, too. When they've been seeing what's happening with the FMF, when they've been seeing, it almost feels like a stagnation of Liga Mekis. And it feels like they're, they're frustrated that, you know, promotion relegation hasn't been brought back when it feels like there's a lack of opportunity for young players in Liga Mekis as well. And, I mean, and when you're seeing what's happening with the growth of Canadian soccer and American soccer, fans are 100% right to be angry. They're 100% right to be bothered. They're 100% right to criticize L3. And I think that's why you've been seeing in a number of Mexico games because it's become normal now um, to see fans become angry in almost every single L3 match that at least that I've been to and covered over the last few years. It's weird almost to look at footage of games from, I want to say, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, like at the Azteca or, you know, somewhere out here in the U.S. And it, you can see like a different atmosphere on how mm -hmm. happy and optimistic people are feeling. And now it's almost like you're going into these Mexico games with negative emotions and vibes. So it's, it's, there has been so many things that have been going wrong for all three leading up to this moment. Golka, I think he's a, he's a great, I think, I still think that he's a great manager, but he wasn't the right manager for all three. Yeah. 
with the way mm -hmm. that he plays cautiously with the way that it's almost like it's less about it's like getting the result by by any means necessary and i don't think that you could really do that when you're supposed to be a giant of the CONCACAF region that's not something that mexico should be doing that's not something that mexico yeah. should be doing with the with the talent the talent that they have so this was building up for quite some time and like you said there yeah. you know you know rodriguez uh the new the new commissioner president uh, i've been trying to figure out if I should call him commissioner, president, commissioner. I think I'm just going to stick. I think I'm going to stick with just commissioner. But, you know, his exact quote on Monday when he announced Coca's firing was that he said, this phase has been flawed by the disorder in decision-making, lack yes. of processes, rigor, and transparency in appointments, and by perfect storm and the bad habits that we've been dragging for so many years. The natural thing to do would be to wait for the end of the Gold Cup, but today we don't have time to waste. And Coca was then dropped as Mexico manager. So, yeah. Lizzie, you know, so do you think, I think another question diving in, we could dive into here. He said that Mexico doesn't have time to waste. Do you think he should have been fired? Was it the right moment for him to be hired or should they or fired or should they have waited until after the Gold Cup? No, I, I think he was fired in the correct moment. I think okay. if you play with time, it becomes the same thing that happened a little bit with Dada Martino, where let's right. pretend... Um, the Elkoga would have won Gold Cup. You can't really fire him after a trophy because it sets, one, unrealistic um, expectations, and then, two, from a fan perspective, you're confused about this lack of transparency, which is obviously a theme throughout the Mexican national team, where you just won, so you celebrate, but you're also fired from something previous. Um, I kind of appreciate this, no time to waste, let's get serious about the Mexican national team attitude, from the commissioner, I have long, longed for transparency within the Mexican Football Federation for a while now. And seeing this was a glimpse of hope for me and a light at the end of the tunnel where I think things are being done correctly. And my comment, which I mentioned to Cesar oh, prior to yeah. recording, is that I want to dig up an episode of the Mexican Football Show from months ago, where I said I wanted Jimmy Lozano to come in as Oh, wow. Okay. I had mentioned him previously. I was thrilled personally when I heard um, Jimmy was going to step in as interim. I hope he stays throughout and proves himself. But I don't know. I think hearing that statement from the commissioner coupled with bringing in Jimmy Lozano was to me, what I needed to have hope for the Mexican national team and to be excited about the future. And with Jimmy, I think there there is a start of a process. I think Goga came in too similar to what Tata Martino did in that same mood, in that same style of play, in that same cautious manner that you mentioned. I also want to bring it back a little bit to mm -hmm. the fans and say... I completely agree in saying the way they're voicing frustrations is completely unacceptable. It's embarrassing. Please stop. But I do think it's a lingering side effect of Tata Martino as well. Not, I don't want to blame him entirely, but I do think by statements that he said and stories I've heard that there was a very much, if you're not with us, you're against us attitude that he imposed mm -hmm. upon the locker room and convince the players of and 
no, the fans are not blindly going to be with you all the time, yeah. given the de- like just the decline of results in the way of playing. There's a lack of excitement on the field, and that was reflected in the fans and the media as well. Media will not blindly support you. They're not yeah. meant to. I'm not saying this extreme toxicity for certain from certain um, reporters or media personalities is okay either, but. We know the job of the media is not to play cheerleader. And so having that, if you're not with us, you're against us mentality, obviously alienates the players of the Mexican national team to think everybody's against them. And so I think, I think Tata Martino's speeches kind of created a larger divide between the players, the fans, and then the media. So, and Again, I don't think it was his responsibility per se, but Diego Koga was never going to mend those relationships. I don't think he understood the complexity of it. I don't necessarily want to say it's a Mexican coach could have been the only person to, but Mm -hmm. I'm seeing certain attitudes in response to Jimmy Lozano's hiring that I haven't seen for a while from the fans and the excitement of having someone who understands the context and complexity of the situation come in. So I think compiled, it was the perfect moment to fire Koga. He wasn't going to fix the situation. And now we can truly start a new process. That was rock bottom. And I think we both said it on several platforms. Yeah. That was embarrassing. It was rock bottom, but we can only go up from here. And in a very serious tone, the commissioner said, let's go up from here. So you did say you said that on the Mexican football show. I'm not entirely sure of the Mexican football show since it's the, the Mexican soccer show. So Mexican I'm not sure if he's... Show, <laughs> the, the, the Spanish and the English and the, you know, one can only try so I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, Lizzie. I'm just messing with you. But that being said, you did say that. And you know what? I do feel optimistic as well with, uh, I was about to say Chucky Lozano. Well, what a what a, what a turn of events that would have been. Too, Imagine like Chucky Lozano has been selected as interim manager. But no, I, you know, I, I'm quite, I'm quite optimistic about about uh, well, I was going about to call him, uh, you, know, you know, Jimmy Lozano, but he's also known as El Actor uh, because uh, his uh, two parents, which are uh, entertainers, are used to be uh, actors themselves. But I am feeling quite optimistic because this is someone who has had previous success with the Mexican youth national team. What I mean by that, this is a manager that led L3 to a bronze medal finish uh, at the 2020 Olympics, technically 2021, because it was delayed. But when you look at that squad, when you look at those players that he's had, there are a lot of the same guys that are on the current uh, national team setup. You know, you look at someone like Guillermo Ochoa, you know, Jorge Sanchez, Cesar Montes, Joan Vasquez, Luis, Luis Romo, Charlie Rodriguez, like the list goes on. Like, a lot of these players are still a part of the national team setup. Are some are, are, are were players that that uh, as I was say to Goka that Lozano uh, coached during the Olympics. So I think I think that's a step in the right direction. I also think that with his style of play, because when I was because I'm I'm writing an article right now about his tactics, and when I think about Lozano at the Olympics, it was more proactive style of play. It was more okay. if we're saying that. Coca was win by any means. That's not what I think of with with Lozano. I think with Lozano, what I think of is it's winning, but it's a deserved win. It's yeah. it's winning by playing, uh, you know, possession attack minded soccer. It's winning by 
doing a, a counter pressing style where you you want the other team to quickly you know give you the ball back when you're in their final third. It's 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 a style that that focuses a lot on quickly moving the ball up and and by giving opportunities to the wingers you know to help kickstart some plays. It's it's a lot more attack minded than what uh, than what Coca has done in the past, and I feel that compiled with his experience with a lot of these players, I think it's I think it's a step in the right direction. And it's also this is a this is a coach who's he's only forty four years old. I, he's definitely one of the most up he's definitely an up and coming coach, uh, probably one of the more promising uh, managers of Mexican soccer. But what are your thoughts on it just being an interim position? Because I think I, I I feel like it would have been an exciting risk for Mexico to say, you know what, let's stick with, with Jimmy. Let's give him the opportunity. He's going to have the job full time. And I feel, I don't know. I, 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 I would have liked to, I would like to see him get the job and for them to put trust in him. And I, I, I feel a slightly bothered. He's only getting an interim position and just for the gold cup. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's circumstantial given the situation. I'm okay with it having the interim tag, but I do think he can keep it. I think Gold Cup is a test. Obviously, there's a factor of him being, I don't want to say not tested, because as you mentioned, he led the Mexican national team to, or like the Mexican team to the bronze medal at the Olympics. So he has had previous success, but at the senior team level, obviously there needs to be more. And when we talk about experience, his resume is not the most extensive, but that interim tag kind of takes the pressure off. I think he can do well. He can prove himself with gold cup win, win the conviction of the players, the respect and go back to the commissioner and the board and be like, Hey, listen, we have a project that we're building. I have the players respect. I have my staff with me. Like if you believe in us, we're in. And I think he can really convince them of that. If it comes to that point, I don't think there's, there's an obvious choice right away. And I don't even think the board is starting a search right away. I think we need to calm waters and having interim again, just takes the pressure out of everything. And that's not to say an interim can't become a permanent replacement. I mean, there's something to be said about BJ Callahan doing a better job than having <laughs> that interim tag, but we'll stick to that. We'll we'll let that chaos be dealt with some by someone else. Um, but yeah, no, I think it it doesn't bother me as much as it should. I'm more thrilled with it in particular. And yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm extremely excited to have someone in place that not only the players respect and trust, but that instill excitement within the team. And you mentioned his tactics in particular. I think there's another huge component, which is emotional and mental aspect. Yeah. It's something, I don't think we lack talent. I don't think we lack offensive efforts. I really don't. And, and when speaking roster roster, like I don't think the gap is as wide with the United States as, as that game, that three zero game made it out to be. I think Mexico entered that game defeated, frustrated, and angry. And you can't start playing a game that way. Whereas the United yeah. States entered with pure confidence and, and to a certain extent tranquility because they are fine. So I do think Jimmy Lozano is going to be that coach, interim or permanent, to restill that excitement for the game and peace to the Mexican national team setting, which 
I think is a great feat in and of itself. <laughs> and I think what what else comes to mind when I think about what you know Jamie Lozano can offer is that you know when I think about him, when I think about the Olympics, when I think about his time with Gareth Ronnekaxa, obviously you know, a, l- a little bit of a mixed bag there with him with at the club level. But he's I don't know he's 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 a young coach. I don't I don't, I don't want to criticize him too much for what he's at the club level. But I do think of someone who's more calm. I do think of someone who's much more mild mannered. I, I, I don't, I, I can't, you know, think of him getting into like arguments with like other coach. I can't imagine, like, I don't, I don't really often think of him as someone who might lose his head. And I think right. because of that, I think that's going to be crucial uh, for, for L3 because like you said, I know, like you said about what I said, uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's, there's some good tactics there. I like what he does, like, you know, somewhat of like a four, one, four, one system, but I do think that that level-headedness, that calm, that's going to be really, really incredibly important for L3 this summer. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that provides for, for Mexico in the Gold Cup, too. Yeah, and I think something that was brought extremely to my attention, particularly when Gerardo Arteaga mentioned that Tata Martino had absolutely no conversations with him when it came to yeah. playing and getting time on the field. And that when he departed, he didn't have conversations with almost anyone on the team to close ties in a way. And I, I don't want to impose something that I can't prove myself or haven't proven yet, but right. it doesn't seem like the Coca entered trying to have these transparent conversations with these players and having genuine relationships. I think to his credit, it was an overwhelming amount of things to do in a very short period of time, calming tempers and frustrations and anger, but seeing how Jimmy Lozano created those bonds with the team in Tokyo and seeing his relationship grow with Memo Choa in particular, it seems to me that he will maintain that calm head not only on the field but in the locker room prior in the training sessions prior and that is key because i don't even think like it shouldn't have gotten to a point where mexico went to physical altercations against the united states i'm not the Coca should never been in a position to let that temper show on the field in front of fans i don't even think jimmy lozano would get to that position with the players I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be an emotion to reach. I don't think he's going to impose that style. Um, I don't know. I, I That was extremely disappointing for me, more so seeing a head coach act in the way that he did. And I'm quite pleased to think that Jimmy Lozano would not act in such a way. Now let's think about, so we've talked about, you know, it it seems clear because that was one of one of the questions we had in the setup. But I it seems clear that I that you probably think that he's the right interim, correct? Or unless if you think it it would be so, someone else would be the right interim. No, I think I think he's a perfect interim. Okay, so with that in mind, because I think he's also the right interim as well for many of the reasons we just listed. Let's say it's Mexico's best ever Gold Cup. Let's say Mexico cruises into the final game. They defeat the U.S. or or Canada or Jamaica or Panama. Who knows? Um, but they love to see it be against Jamaica. That would be pretty cool. They have a strong. Actually, do not overlook Jamaica. They have a strong. Oh, team. Um, it would be a phenomenal uh, game. Andre Blade. <laughs> yeah. In many of our players, is nightmares. But 
let's say Mexico then has a convincing gold cup victory. Mm -hmm. I think we, let's say it's like, what was it? I think like way back in the day, I think they had like a five, nothing win uh, in the final. Let's say it's a convincing victory. Best performance Mexico has had in the gold cup. Then should we be talking about him as a long-term option for today? Should, should we then say, will, will, we, will we be on the Mexican soccer show or the Mexican football show? Maybe we could change the name, but um, will we then be on the podcast the next day say, saying, you know what? He has to stay. He has to stick. He has to be the long-term option for Mexico. I think there's two ways forward for me personally. Should he give a phenomenal, convincing world, um, world cup, gold cup performance oh, with Mexico? Fun. That'd be nice. Win. I know. Win. Have a couple more friendlies because I know they're scheduled. Prove himself. I would like to see him continue. I... I think that would be the way to go for Mexico. He knows the younger generation. He can establish something with the younger generation. But if for some reason the board feels Mexico and a team of, and a level of Mexico's stature needs this renowned international coach, I think it has to be a huge name. And I'm not talking about a Liga MX coach because at, at this point, I think Jimmy Lozano is, at the same level as any Liga Mekis coach available for the national team, their colleagues. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to cut you out. So you, would, what about a? Let, let me toss two more names here: Nacho Ambriz or, or Almada. Would you? I would think you they're have... colleagues at this point. I don't. I don't think they're worlds beyond Jimmy Lozano. I think in order okay. for me to be okay with his replacement, it would have to be an international name. And still, at that point, I would like to see Jimmy Lozano be part of that staff. Yeah, no. And it seems like at the very least, it does look like he's going to be in the picture for the national team in the future. Yeah. It seems like all signs are pointing to him still being involved somehow in, in, in some way. Now, almost kind of like prepping him to, to yeah. one day have the job. And I think that I think, you know, kind of I agree with what you said there. I think if he finds incredible success at the Gold Cup, then, yeah, have him stick around. Say, you know what? You, 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 you've extended your, your, your short, your, yeah, you've extended your short-term option and you, and meanwhile, we're still looking for a potential like new big name and we'd love to get a big name. I mean, meanwhile, you're doing that, you're still going to be leading L3. You're still be leading all those players. And I think that would be the fair thing to do. So I think I agree in that if he does succeed, if he does find um, the gold cup victory, then yeah, say, you know, but hopefully there would be, you know, speaking of transparency, like transparency, hopefully to be transparent about what his deal would be. Hopefully they'd be transparent with saying, you know what, you would have this for the rest of the year or, you know, for a few more months. But I think I, I would love to see that happen. But looking ahead now to the Gold Cup, keeping in mind that the U.S., you know, they're the current title holders for not only the Gold Cup, but for the Nations League. They're setting an MLS heavy roster with that in mind. Can we say Mexico are the favorites in this in this gold cup? And that essentially what what that means is that they have to win it. <laughs> I think I understand why the United States and Canada both send MLS heavy rosters to the Gold Cup. I I'm confused because essentially Gold Cup is more important than Nations League when when comparing the two tournaments. So it's not necessarily the fact that it is institutionally a less important yeah. competition. I think it's just being seen that way currently because of how the United States and Canada treated it. 
I personally am really glad Mexico didn't opt for that way. I think there's few moments where a team is together and you kind of have to appreciate that and take that and do something with it and not take it for granted. Um, not necessarily a B team. Um, let's say the United States wins, like this, this doesn't aid development development in any way. Um, but with that, I think, yes, Mexico are favorites. I think group stage should be seen as somewhat experimental. Um, I, Previous to this situation, I would have said on the field. I think now it's experimentation. Like, it's a huge experiment with the coach. So he doesn't even have to try some, like, weird tactics or, like, odd <laughs> for this to be an experiment. But, yes, Mexico favorites. Um, I'm very excited to see them play. I think they have a great roster. Um, I'm excited by the roster. I think we all we all should be. Osiel Herrera, Córdoba having Johan Vasquez now <laughs> declaring so and happy for him that he's now in that um, lineup, Arteaga, Orbelin. I'm very excited, and I do think Mexico should win it. The pressure is off, in my opinion. I know everybody will disagree and say because Mexico, because United States and Canada send their B team, the pressure is on to win it. I disagree. I just think Mexico need to play better. I think the pressure is definitely on. I think after I know, and people will say that it is. I, I think after after losing, then after embarrassing yourself at the Nations League, they Mexico. I think they 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 have to not only win it, but I think they have to be convincing here. I think that Mexico's in desperate need of some good news. Mexico's in desperate need of, you know, we we think that we've hit rock bottom, but there's a possibility that someone could throw you a shovel and be like, hey guess what? You got knocked out of the group stage, like dig oh, further. Well, no, Cause no, like, yeah, I guess you, you thought you hit rock bottom, but no, no. you can go even further. So I, I think it's incredibly important. I think it's Mexico has to win this tournament. They have to, and not only just win it, but win it convincingly. I, 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 you know, with all respect due to, you know, Haiti and Honduras, Qatar, you know, in the, in the group stage, and then whoever Mexico could potentially face in the quarters and semis and final, I think Mexico has no excuses. I think when you look at the roster and the other rosters, yes, other teams shouldn't be taken lightly. Yes, you know, you know, Honduras, El Salvador, El Salvador, Jamaica, Canada. You can't take any of these teams right. lightly, and uh, even more of these teams you can't take lightly. But Mexico, they have they have to win it. I I I, I know. I see that it, it might be unfair yeah. to Jimmy Lozano. It might be unfair for a, co a coach who's just stepped in, and this is the first time he's taken charge of the senior now. You definitely put yourself on mute. No, you're back. Did I accidentally mute? Yeah, you, you did. You did. did I think I think Jimmy Lozano hacked into my laptop, and he's <laughs> like, like, "Dude, no pressure do for not, me. Do not, do not continue criticizing my dude." But I, like I was saying, Mexico yes. has to. They have to win it. Long story short, I, you know what? I, I understand. I think, I, yeah, but here's yeah. my thing. I think the words can like convincingly play convincingly and win are not mutually exclusive i think Correct. Yeah. in the case that you have a 1-0 final where jamaica win i don't necessarily think it is as rock bottom as what we faced previously i think mexico definitely has to play convincingly i think there needs to be some exciting things going on various goals on all stages and reach the final. I think winning and reaching the final for me are two different stages. There's no excuse 
for falling behind prior to that final game. However, I will repeat the quote and say it's not about losing, but it's about how we lose. You can have a phenomenal 3-3 game and lose on penalties. and Like, damn, you didn't win the trophy, but it's a different situation as a 3-0 in a semifinal against the United States. Um, I completely agree. I think the pressure is on to play convincingly. I think the pressure is on to show CONCACAF what Mexico is able to do with a straight head and not just frustrations out of the Wahoo. Um, but winning, I think, is... I agree there, ne- like, there needs to be a trophy, but I also understand like some victories are circ- circumstantial, so I don't yeah. want to put the entire... like. I don't want to put Jimmy Lozano's entire future at the sake of the Gold Cup trophy. Well, at the risk of being muted once again by Jimmy Lozano, who's currently obviously hacking into my laptop right now. So what happens what, what, what happens if if Mexico get knocked out in the semis? What happens if there still isn't a manager that has been selected? What what, what then happens to all three after that in, in the Gold Cup? Do you, do, 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 do you drop Jimmy Lozano? Do, no. do you... What, what what would you do if you're if you're Daphne? I think nothing essentially. I mean, you you kick off the search or a search for a permanent replacement because we that can take months. It doesn't necessarily have to be as immediate as the Ococa, particularly. Um, but yeah, you you probably kick off the search for a new head coach, but you leave things as is. I don't necessarily think firing a coach or a huge monumental announcement is needed after every negative result um again i think it'll be circumstantial the way in which mexico hypothetically lose or hypothetically win because let's pretend diego Coca would have like dragged out a 1-0 horrible win as as they did against panama against the united states and then a horrible 1-0 against Canada. Yes, in on paper it looks great, but can you really have three more years of that when the reality of our situation is in a year you're not facing the Panamas and the Honduras and Qatar and El Salvador. Like, Copa America is right around the corner. And so I don't think a monumental announcement is needed. The search will probably start, and then Jimmy Lozano will continue through with the process. So probably not a another Monday morning uh, live video w- w- with Rodriguez. And He's like, I can't take it. So, so this was earlier in the pod we were talking about, you know, Diego Coca being fired. But did that? I mean, of course, it caught you by surprise. I was going to ask you yeah. if it caught you by surprise because, of course, because you know what? It, it when I saw that Mexico said. They're like, oh, we're gonna have a press conference, uh, like, 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 blah, like, eleven a.m. And I was like, I was like, all right, I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna be like, we apologize to the fans. Yeah. We promise to do a better job. Blah 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 blah. And then when, so when he started saying it, uh, like, when when Rodriguez started criticizing Coca, I was like, I was like, dang, he's going, he's, he's pretty vicious here. He's like, oh, I can't believe he's doing that. And then he, when he literally said, just like, oh, we're ending the contract for Diego Martin Coca. I, <laughs> I probably I was recording on my phone, but I think I literally said like, what? what i had no idea i was the last thing i expected i did as well and i think the shocking part for me was i also expected just a simple announcement and apology but 
not because I don't think that he deserved it, but because of the lack of action that we've seen from the FMF recently and the yeah. lack of urgency that we saw during Tata Martino's reign. I mean, there, there was at least three to four instances where he should have been fired after results or a bad tournament or just a terrible performance, and he wasn't. We also received the exact same tweets, the watch out for an announcement, and it was just, we are sorry that we lost. And that was the entirety of Tata Martino's reign. So I expected that same cadence. I think given, as you mentioned before, given the amount of changes within the organization, his the commissioner's appointment went kind of, it was swept under the rug, by a lot yeah. of people, and it wasn't taken notice of, which it should have, because to me, he means business. He, and he mentioned it before, he's like, we have to get serious. We have no time. And I, again, appreciate that attitude. And so I think people's lack of focus and on his position and his appointment led to the surprise of Monday's announcements. That and... The idea that there was no leak where we know that it's very yeah. rare within Mexican national team media and camps and everything not to have a single leak. And it that was that was surprise that 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 was probably the most shocking part of that all is usually there's at least one or two people who start leaking these things. Even like it's usually it's like a few days before. Like yeah. they'll start like hours leaking. At so, least. It, it, so I think I, I think at the, at the very least with, with Rodriguez, if we, and yeah, there's a number of changes within the FMF and who knows, maybe he could be, he could be dropped at some point after the summer. You never know what the FMF, but at the very least with him, he's saying the right stuff yeah. so far. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not going to say that Mexico is down. Everything is going to change. Everything's going to be amazing. I'm not holding my breath. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy any of it just yet. But the very least he's saying the right stuff. When he, well, that message that he had on Monday was strong. It was honest. It and it and it held, you know, Coca. Uh, you know, it, it had held Coca to a pretty high standard, and it that it, it made sense why he dropped him. And he said in the past too that, you know, Rodriguez and uh, Cisniega, uh, the new executive president, you know, they they said that they want to uh, focus more on the soccer side of things, you know, and that the sporting matters are more important than the business yeah. side. Do I believe that? I'm not entirely sure if they're going to fall through, but they're saying it. So that's a good step in the right direction. You know, Liga Mekis Feminine, they now have a position with, within the executive committee uh, of FMF. That's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. So there, there's there's reason to feel like maybe the, this maybe this will finally be the change where things are going the right direction. Maybe this will finally be the change where things get better. But I, but I don't know, Liz. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not. I, I, I'll, I'll believe it once I see it. I don't. They're, they're, they're talking a lot of good talk, but you know, let, let's see them walk the walk. Yeah, I think I understand. I understand that attitude and the precautions to take. I think I'm just excited to see transparency where it was extremely lacking previously. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, no. I, I craved the information and the exp like explanation of these processes and why someone was fired and why someone left and how it could have happened and what's the focus now. And I think, unfortunately for Diego Koga, when he arrived, there was just this craving of power by so many parties within yeah. just the FMF. And I don't know, I, I don't think 
that's going to be the case this time around. I think someone has understood that above all, sports have to come first and the football has to come first because if you're succeeding, all else will follow, but it's not the other way around. So understand the precaution, but I, I think I'm optimistic. All right. And speaking of that football, that soccer, so Mexico, they're going to start the group stage on Sunday uh, at Houston. Um, uh, They'll be facing Honduras. Then on June 29th, I don't know what day of the week that is. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know. Go look at a calendar. On June 29th, Mexico will then uh, play Haiti uh, at State Farm Stadium in uh, the Phoenix area, technically Glendale. Uh, and then on July 2nd, Mexico will then close out the group stage against Qatar, and that'll be at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, um, which probably more like San Jose. Anywho, no one cares about that. Lizzie, th- how many how many points do you think Mexico's getting here? How, you, you think it's it's nine nine, nine points out of nine? You're, 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 oh, nine. Okay, nine. They're get they're getting that strong start. All right. Yes, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a straight seven zero, but I am optimistic that when injected with confidence, the Mexican national team can win. I'm gonna say it's gonna be. Oh, just for fun, just to see if I'm right. All right, two nothing win over Honduras. Okay. A three to one win over Haiti. Okay. And a two to one win over Qatar. Let's see I if any of that. that. Let's see if any of that's true. Let's see I if, any, if any, let's see if any of that's true. And then uh, obviously we'll have to see how the other uh, matches then uh, turn out. And then the quarterfinals are July eighth and 9th. The semifinal is uh, or the semifinals are on July twelfth, and then the final will be on July 16th. So can we say, Lizzie, you said Mexico's going nine points out of nine. Yes. Are, are, they, are they winning at all? I sure Oh, you don't so. seem so confident about that I one. Sure okay. So. Um, I, sure, I sure hope so. <laughs> I, I think they will. I think they will. Yeah. Um, with Mexico, it kind of works like a snowball effect. I think and I don't want to taint the words of Tillman here, but there is obviously an emotional component when it comes to the Mexican national team. I'm not saying it's all, I'm just saying that it exists. And when they have the momentum, I think they know how to play well together. And so one thing leads to another and yeah, they, they will win. I think, Something that's not being taken into consideration with the Nations League is that, one, there was space between the quarterfinals and the semifinals. There was mm-hmm. at least, I, I want to say, like a month-long process, two-month process. Um, no, well, the, 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 the group stage was a... March, group no? stage. Yeah, it was in March, yeah. Yeah, so it was at least two-month process where so much happened. There was injuries, there were conversations, frustrations, a lack of conversations. So they were kind of going into this game really cold and straight out of the gate, not understanding things. Obviously gold cup is not the case. The team has now been together for a while. Now they've been training. They're about to get a boost of confidence with Jimmy Lozano and train in a whole different way. But there's, there's runway heading into that first game, which I don't want to say is the root of all of our problems because obviously the United States didn't suffer from that. But I do think it'll make a big difference for the Gold Cup and just going into things, understanding the situation. 
Yeah, I, I, I think Mexico's going to win it, too. I think when you look at the other rosters in the ter uh, involved in the tournament, yeah, Jamaica, I'll say it again, they're, they're, I think they're going to go quite far, to be honest. Um, but, and then you, you, when, you look at, when you look at the U.S. and Canada, you know, who aren't prioritizing it as much as Mexico are, I would say also because, you know, some of the European players are probably trying to take part in preseason or get a little bit of a break, too, because it is a lot of soccer that's out there. Yeah. I think when you consider that, I think when you consider what Lozano can do, I think when you consider the roster that Mexico has, I think they're the favorites, and I think, therefore, they should win it. And I think they need to win it because we've seen a lot of negative things these days when it comes to Mexican soccer. So I think they're going to win it. It's going to be a step in the right direction. And hopefully, we start feeling better about mexican men's soccer because yeah. it's been it's been a real bummer it's been a it's it's yeah it's 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 it's, it's 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 the it's the sad mexican soccer show and that's what it's it been, been feeling like. like yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah hopefully there'll be a step in the right direction but but lizzie i think i think that's about it but any other final thoughts before we close out yeah i i kind of would like your opinion on okay a pl the player coach relationship i think there was there was a lot to be said after that loss against the United States. Obviously, reports coming out that players threatened to leave and and the players just not wanting to play under the Coca. Obviously, now resurfaced reports saying that the Coca had problems with the way the Mexican national team yeah. players were acting up or training or even going around the hotel. So um, Johan Vasquez in particular spoke out about the lack of stability. One two-part question. One. <laughs> oh, it's like a that's like a it's like an actual press conference. You know, it's just like uh, like people ask <laughs> two entirely me. different questions to managers. Um, one, do you think player-coach relationship impacts the game? And two, do you think Diogo Coca's abandonment of his lineup i guess well that back line of five and change to that for the panel game led to his downfall so i think on that first question i think about if we're bringing this kind of like full circle i'm thinking about yes it is incredibly important and i thinking about what jimmy lozano uh he he had an interview a couple months back i forget what tv show it was oh if i find it out maybe i'll upload it somehow to you or to the pod i'm not entirely sure um, but he talked a lot about the importance of not only getting to know your player as a player, but also as an individual. And I forget who it was that he specified that this player was having a difficult time at a training and he was close enough to this player to know that there was some stuff behind the scenes at home where he basically just told the player, you know, take a day off, you yeah. know you know we can do the soccer's you know can can wait like you you deal with what you need to deal with and jimmy said that that helped significantly he said that that helped a lot so i think that that's incredibly important and i feel hopeful for mexico to have someone like that who is willing to take the time to not only like i said get the player get to know the player as a player but to also get to know him on a deeper level where you'd probably be less likely to run into some of these issues because maybe some of these issues too with with l3 you know these you know they're they're soccer players but they're humans too you don't know what's happening behind the scenes too with them they're all and this is incredibly stressful and high paying but probably an incredible stressful job that they're having so i think that it is important and i think that i'm feeling hopeful that jimmy can deal with that 
based off the relationship that he's dealt with uh, with the players in the past. I mean, even Rodriguez himself um, in the press con- or not the press conference, but on Monday, you know, he, I think something that's that stood out was um, I forget exactly. I'll bring it up right now. Um, he said, "Oh, he said uh, the players know you and love you well, Jaime," and that kind of st- that that stood out to me because that says a lot about. And I know it's just a you know a little phrase there, but that the players know you and love you well. But that stood out to me because I was because it made me realize and think that clearly he still has a connection to these players. Mm-hmm. Clearly he 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 has a trust of a lot of these guys. So I think it's incredibly important. And on the second part, just like a manager who's uh, in a press conference, what was that second question again? <laughs> Do you think the oh, abandonment yeah. led to his downfall? I. No, I, I, his downfall was 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 already in the in the U.S. game. His downfall oh. was I was he, his downfall. When I think about what led to downfall, of Coca, it wasn't like oh you you ditched your five man setup and then you went to a four man. No, his downfall started from minute one of that U.S. game, where he gave he gave too much respect to to the U.S. men's men's national team. He it, it, it felt like Mexico. It felt like Mexico was. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like Mexico was prepping for a game against like Germany or something. That's what it felt like, and that, and maybe that's the only time where you can get those tactics and say, you know what, let's 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 win ugly, let's be be physical, let's rile them up, let's sit that's back. Let's it, but it, it, but 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 that's but in Concacaf, that's okay. not how Mexico should be playing. Mexico, Mexico shouldn't be like that's not a step in the right direction right. for Mexican soccer. I know. And I said on the Mexican soccer show that I agree with Pepe, that there is more quality for the U S men's national team, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit back and play like that. And I, and the thing is, it's not, it's not as if he's always constantly played with his five man back line, three man back line. Like we've seen in the past that he's mm-hmm. sometimes played with his, with a four man back line as well. It's not like game in and game out. He does that five man back line setup. So I think he lost it you know, through, through that U S game. I, and and it, it was incredibly frustrating to, to watch that. And it was incredibly frustrating to see how how afraid he played. And I, I wrote an article about it where I said that, you know, he was he he, he wasn't playing to win. He was playing as if because he, he was playing as if he was trying to avoid a loss. That's what it felt like. He wasn't it didn't feel like he was trying to get a win. It felt like he was trying to avoid a defeat. And I think that mentality is not the one that Mexico should be having right now. It's not the one that Mexico should be having as they're trying to you know, claw their way back into the, the spotlight and as the as the giants of CONCACAF because they're not well, that, that anymore. And, and, as well. Yeah. 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 San Martino had the same exact I don't want to say cowardly approach, but that same we can't we like we can't mess up. We can't we and, and I think and I think he I think with that the Mexico did play an attack minded style. I think Mexico did, you know, throw numbers forward. And then I think he was a little shaken up that though after the losses to the u.s and to canada and after that it, you, you could see change uh in i guess yeah like early last year we thought that was like no we're we're playing pragmatic soccer we're playing cautious soccer we're gonna have to rely on ochoa to have a really good like uh have a really good world cup qualifying in order for us to go to the world cup and, and he did if, but yeah yeah but yeah. i but i think yeah i think we saw a little bit of that with, with, with that as well where it was like and when, when when get the result by any means and i just don't think you can have the mentality or that or that tactical setup in in concacaf as as mexico as yeah. mexico and and to your point 
I think there also needs to be a playing with pride when it comes to Mexico. Something, and I always I always use the phrase in Guerrero Azteca when it comes to Mexican national team players yeah. just like wowing with the jersey. It's like they they just come to life and become these like guerreros. Um, but it does come with playing with pride, and it's not something. I personally saw Tata Martino and Diogo got rushed to impose on these players. And I do think Jimmy Lozano will bring back the, I don't want to say honor that it is playing with the jersey because I don't, I don't think it's, it's that honor, but the joy of playing with La Verde and like the, I don't know, the, the emotion that it can, it can bring. Didn't see that. Yeah. I'm now thinking of uh, uh, all of us just dressing as Aztec warriors, and like it, maybe, 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 maybe that's actually what, 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 what would uh, make a big difference, right? We had all the players just dressed like Aztec war. It might make <laughs> headers would be a little difficulty or a little difficult. You know, obviously, you don't have, probably would have shin guards. We playing probably barefoot. Uh, never mind. Okay, let's just let's just stick with the with, with the mentality. Image. The Aztec warrior mentality, but not probably don't. Probably not yeah, it that comes yeah. with La Verde and. There is one. Mexico lost that for such a long time. And, and it wasn't playing with pride. It was just playing to not lose. You can't win yeah. when you play not to lose. Yeah. That's starting 1-0 for the other team. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, I think that's, I think that's about it. I think yeah. that's about it, Lizzie, right? Yeah. Is yeah. Any, any, any other final thoughts? Nothing else? What are are you are you are you excited uh, about uh, the 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 uh, the campeon the campeones this all right let's now we're gonna talk for an hour uh, extended edition of the Mexican soccer show on the campeon the campeones this Sunday without dignity um, health sports bar without like half of the players no Cordoba no Kevin Alvarez because he's gone to Club America no Chavez because he's gone. <laughs> potentially, potentially no Linus. We have yet to um, hear. No, 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 Rongo either. He's uh, now at Real yeah, Salt Lake. Rango. So really, it's the reserves. Campeón de campeones. The reserves. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Yeah. Also, is it? Man, I was thinking about this. I should start wrapping up the show. It's ridiculous <laughs> to think that I was looking at the calendar. I was like, oh, come on. No, what Liga Mekki starting? next next week like already like it's already start I, we're, we're what like a little over a week away from Liga Mekis returning I mean obviously I love Liga Mekis I, I love so Mexican exciting. soccer but there's still a part of me there's like I'm like 80% excited and then there's 20% of me that's like yelling like ah, I just like thinking it about my any better though um there's a break after match day three and well yeah because the league's cup <laughs> <laughs> Which I might be doing even more work. Anyway, the people, people, there, there will be, there will be no sympathy for us right now. For us, go like, oh no, work, I, uh, soccer stuff. So we should probably wrap this up because everybody's probably, you know, there's no sympathy towards towards us and our our line of work, uh, Lizzie. So I think that's it for the Mexican football show. The uh, thank you, to Lizzie. Thank you to producer Amy for uploading this. Uh, thank you to listeners, and uh, yeah, we'll all see you on the next edition. Bye. Bye.